raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Big moves at General Motors. Tony Katz, good to be with you. It was interesting that in Texas, I joked about the story last week, where in Texas they're putting $500 million, General Motors is, into their plant to build escalates, gas escalates, so they can use the profits from that to build out their electric vehicle fleet. I'm sorry, that's just an incredible story. Now... We're hearing news, rumblings of maybe some big announcements in Fort Wayne. Gary Dick joins us from InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. You can find him on Twitter at Gary Dick, G-E-R-R-Y, at Gary Dick. On the Twitter box, we'll get together with him. Big announcements coming out of Fort Wayne. The question is, what is it going to be? Are we going to be seeing an investment Uh, going on? Are we going to see something dangerous going on? I doubt it's going to be dangerous because I know that the Lieutenant Governor, Suzanne Crouch, is going to be there as well. So that's got to be good things. And one has to assume, I'm going to assume, that's a conversation about investment. Gary Dick joins us now. Is this what we're going to see, Gary? We're going to see investment into the GM plant in Fort Wayne? Yeah, we're going to learn details here within the uh, really within the hour on what uh, this announcement is about. I'm told by someone very familiar with the announcement, it will be a major investment in the Fort Wayne uh, General Motors pickup uh, truck plant. Uh, no additional details, but uh, big announcement for Fort Wayne in Northeast Indiana, and also the manufacturing economy in uh, in Indiana, which continues to be the most manufacturing intensive state in the country. Now, the the growth or, or the investments that General Motors is doing, they've stated that they want much more on the EV side. They right. have said it uh, themselves, as you have the quote there at InsideIndianaBusiness.com from Dan Flores, not only is it our highest volume of product as they're talking about investments that was made uh, in, in, in Marion regarding full-size pickups, it's a very profitable product for us. Fort Wayne, they continue, is really important when it comes to enabling the company to reinvest in itself as we prepare for an all-EV future. They've really gone all in on this. It's, is everything going to be electric vehicle? There won't be anything gas-powered left? Well, we'll see where that goes. But clearly, the automakers, not just GM, but all of the big automakers are, are moving in this direction. And if you look at the investment that Indiana is getting, uh, whether it's from General Motors here, and you mentioned that major investment in Marion, they also had a big investment uh, in Bedford, uh, long-time plants that many question the future uh, of those plants. How long would they be around? Uh, and uh, you, you could make that argument for, for all of the existing traditional uh, manufacturing operations. So to see this, uh, this kind of announcement is a positive sign for, uh, again, for Northeast Indiana, but also the state of Indiana. And if you look at this plant in particular in Fort Wayne, it produces the, uh, the Chevy uh, Silverado, also the Sierra, uh, those full-size pickup trucks, which had a couple of uh, rough years, but now sales have, have bounced back. Nearly 4,000 people work uh, at that plant uh, in Fort Wayne. So uh, positive news there. We're going to continue to see 
uh, additional investment, as you mentioned, as you say, in this uh, this electric vehicle uh, future that is uh, becoming reality in the auto industry. Yeah, uh, and in my view, a dangerous reality and one that I would like for GM to reconsider. By the way, just for clarity, it, it's a $500 million they've invested um, in its Marion Metal Center. Um, that's what they're going to be investing in Fort Wayne. It's already been $1.2 billion and now uh, climbing. But this isn't actually the biggest story in Indiana. The biggest story in Indiana is about baseball. And this weird decision to take this this World Series game that Indiana State had the opportunity to play in Terre Haute and say, nope, we'll move it back down to Texas because of the Special Olympics. The Indiana Special Olympics were were going on, and we didn't want to interrupt, so we'll move it to Terre Haute. We'll move it out of Terre Haute. We'll just bring it down to Texas, where that's the team that we're going to be playing at Texas Christian uh, University in Fort Worth. Why wasn't it played somewhere else? Why weren't considerations made? This is what you're hearing out of Vigo County. What's the story? What's the anger? Yeah, interesting story, Tony, to be sure. And, you know, this comes at a time when Terre Haute is really trying to promote itself, making investments in its downtown. There are a couple of new hotels. We're looking at a parking garage connected to a new convention center. They want to showcase this. Uh, uh, One week ago, uh, Indiana State uh, hosted uh, a regional uh, baseball game, and their team, Indiana State University Sycamores, in that baseball event, packed house at the uh, stadium there in Terre Haute, a lot of money coming into the community. ISU qualified to host that next round, which was this past weekend. But and the weird thing about this, uh, Indiana State for more than 50 years has hosted the Indiana Special Olympics. ISU didn't feel they could do both. But the, the uh, kind of the, 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 uh, the stirrup over there is the fact that the school unilaterally made that decision, didn't approach apparently uh, Mayor Duke Bennett or convention folks to see if they could work something out and to host both events. And, in fact, the convention and tourism executive director over there estimates they probably lost maybe a half million to, to three-quarters of a million dollars uh, in, in, uh, in revenue uh, from that decision. So some, some upset people there. Indiana State ended up losing this weekend. They're out of the tournament now. But Terre Haute also losing, losing out uh, on, uh, on a big event. But what it, what it comes to, what it brings up is this idea of dysfunction. You mean the college didn't talk to, and the AD at the college didn't talk to the city to say how else we can do this? They didn't think it would be better to have it in Terre Haute or somewhere else in the area or bring it to Victory Field in Indianapolis or have some other university say, hey, we'll host you. Good for you. This couldn't have been done. No one spoke to anyone about any of this. And yes, if I'm Terre Haute, I'm pissed. $750,000 is nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, especially at a time when Tara was trying to really uh, increase its profile, if you will. But back to your original question, no, both Mayor Duke Bennett, the head of the Convention and Visitors Association, uh, the convention center over there, both say they were never approached. And they said, look, we, we would have appreciated at least being approached so we could try to come up with uh, with a solution uh, to this. So uh, it's created quite a stir in, uh, in West Central Indiana, and uh, I'm sure we'll probably be hearing more about it in the future. I'm I'm gonna dig in a little bit with you here. You you've been around this a long time. You understand how a lot of these groups maneuver and operate, especially on the university side. This doesn't seem right. The whole story didn't seem right 
when it came up. This doesn't seem right because it's it's a statement that there is dysfunction in the communication. And you don't usually see that from a university and the city that the university is in. Is this a sign of dysfunction? And have you seen other places or are people going to start connecting the dots? Hey, maybe this is why this is happening or that's happening. These are the kinds of things that usually lead to questions that usually lead to shakeups. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I think to your point, uh, I think there'll be a postmortem on this uh, in, in Terre Haute, if you will, as to uh, why it happened, how it happened. Because, as you know, most, uh, you know, any community is going to jump at the chance to host uh, an event that would bring people and bring money into their uh, into their communities. Uh, and again, not to overstate the point, but uh, Terre Haute is, uh, you know, they've had some some positive news and some new developments downtown. They're trying they're getting a new casino that's going to open up uh, early next year. They're trying to promote themselves as a destination. This would have been a tremendous opportunity, certainly to do that. And I think that you know, there are still questions as to why the effort wasn't made to be able to host not only the Special Olympics, which has a rich history in Terre Haute, but also this event. And the feeling on Duke Bennett, the mayor over there on his part, also the convention and tourism uh, folks, is they could have come up with a solution. It wouldn't have been easy, uh, maybe, but come up with a solution that could have uh, satisfied both. And I think that for the mayor as well, there's there's a real look issue. How do you let this slip through? What's the issue with uh, the mayor's administration's communications with the university? This this is a subject to keep an eye on, and we'll do just that. Gary Dick, InsideIndianaBusiness.com on Twitter at IIB. I appreciate you being with us on the DriveHubler.com hotline. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.